From Portland, Maine to Portland, Oregon, it's a white Christmas this year. And it's a great time to put your feet up, sip your favorite holiday beverage, or two, and listen to your favorite holiday music. And just like those holiday presents, holiday music comes in many shapes and sizes. And the theme for many holiday songs? You guessed it, the weather. We have a special treat for you today on Jet Streaming. Minnesota Public Radio's 89.3 The Current host, Mark Wheat, is in the weather house. We'll sample Mark's picks for some of the more interesting holiday weather tunes. We are in the holiday spirit, and Mark, Santa, and all the weather elves are going jet streaming from Minnesota Public Radio. Happy holidays, everybody. I'm Minnesota Public Radio meteorologist Paul Hutner. University of Minnesota climate professor Dr. Mark Seeley is riding shotgun today. Happy holidays, Mark. And you too, Paul. Plenty of snow cover around uh, the country this year for a white Christmas. And Mark, I'm looking out the weather lab window here, this spectacular Curry and Ives snow-covered landscape. Eight inches on the ground at Twin Cities International Airport. By my calculations, that makes it the whitest Christmas in eight years uh, since back in 2000 when we had 10 inches on the ground. Yeah, and as we pointed out, uh, I believe it was last week's podcast too, Paul, you know, the extent of snow cover across the nation is pretty substantial this month. And uh, northern uh, residents of Arkansas had snow cover uh, last week. And uh, The blanket of snow is very extensive, so you might say a a majority of the population is having a white Christmas this year. Indeed, it's a pretty sight out there. And, you know, today kind of an opportunity for us to sort of skip the science and take a look at the art of weather in holiday music. 89.3, the current host, Mark Weed, has probably heard over the years, he's heard more songs than there are snowflakes in your yard right now. Happy holidays and welcome to Jet Streaming, Mark. Well, with eight inches in our yard, uh, Paul, I'm not sure that's actually true. So uh, <laughs> that's a lot of snowflakes, isn't it? And it is. And let's remember, they're all different, Paul. They are, just as we <laughs> as people are all different. Exactly. You know, Mark, I'll admit it, I'm a sucker for holiday songs. I've had uh, the holiday music stations and CDs going for the past few weeks. But you know what amazes me is the seemingly endless variety of genres for holiday music. You've got the old-school singers like Bing Crosby and Nat King Cole. You've got the highly instrumented stuff like Mannheim Steamroller. Mm -hmm. And blues and country, it's all there. Why do you think everybody puts their style on holiday music? Well, I think because the holidays are traditional for everyone, Paul, and so every style of music has to somehow become part of that tradition. And it's because everyone loves to share the holidays. That's what the holidays is all about too, isn't it? So it uh, behoves a musician to find some way to put their individual tweak on the tradition of Christmas, and that usually means doing versions of traditional Christmas songs or and I'll hope you're okay with this, as we'll see today, some contemporary artists perhaps create in their own musical traditions which do respond to the weather in particular and may become new traditional music favorites for years yeah. to come. And I, uh, I am greatly looking forward to that. <laughs> uh, before we get started, though, Mark Seeley and Mark Weed, I'd like to hear both of your opinions on this. Is there one or two 
favorite holiday songs that you have. Mark Seeley, how about you? Let's start with you. Well, I was uh, sharing this with uh, with Mr. Wheat earlier today, actually, Paul. I love choral music in the Christmas season. And um, <clears throat> I don't know, maybe it's growing up with it and staying with it uh, as my family uh, grew up uh, in the local church. But uh, and and uh, several several numbers come to mind. Lo, how a rose air blooming is a tremendous story. Uh, you know, something that's hard to comprehend. Uh, a rose at Christmas time, but nevertheless, mm-hmm. I love the imagery of that. Uh, the holly and the ivy—that's a great choral piece of music. Uh, we three kings. Uh, Anyway, I'm not much of a singer. Most people that know me uh, uh, know that very, very well. But on the other hand, it's the one season of the year uh, I'm not ashamed to just belt out uh, one of those songs. Letter rip. Mark Weed, how about you? You must have heard a thousand holiday songs. Do you have one or two that stands out for you? Well, like Mr. Seeley, I haven't got a great voice. That's why I'm a DJ. I can't play an <laughs> instrument or sing, so I had to be a DJ. But at Christmas time, it was one of my favorite things to do. And I have to say, Good King Wenceslas was uh, one of my favorites as well. And that's got a lot of weather uh, um, mentions in it as well. But in case people hadn't realized, I didn't grow up in Minnesota. I grew up uh, just outside Cambridge in the U.K., and again, people might not realize that we didn't get an awful lot of snow. Um, like you were talking about last week, uh, we were kind of like Arkansas. If it snowed, it'd probably disappear in a day or two. I think in my childhood, I remember possibly two, maybe three winters when the uh, snow and ice would stay on the ground so we could play our version of broom ball, which was actually soccer on ice. And uh, I can't (laughs) believe I made it through without breaking anything. So for us, all of the Christmas cards, I've been saying this, especially this year, all of the Christmas cards that you traditionally get with these wonderful scenes of snow covering the houses and sitting on the tree boughs and everything that, that looks wonderful, that was literally a fantasy for us and i think people who grow up in minnesota don't understand that that when you grow up somewhere where the whole visual of christmas is the scene that is outside our windows right now that that scene is projected across the world as being what christmas is all about so as a young child growing up one of my favorite songs was winter wonderland because i just mm-hmm. i used to sit there and look at christmas cards with this landscape on it covered in snow and it's uh, still gorgeous to me i i that's i think that's one of the reasons i love living here and i've been just in bliss for the last two weeks with the way it looks outside because we haven't had a lot of wind so that's the snow is staying on the trees in and forming beautiful patterns wherever it's laid and it becomes a fantasy landscape that we're living in and uh winter wonderland been done many, many, many times, but one of my favorite versions uh, is uh, on a new CD by um, a label called the Verve label, which was famous for its jazz musicians. And what they've done is they've got some of the jazz standards and they've used the old vocals and remixed them. And uh, Shirley Horn does a wonderful version of Winter Wonderland that's remixed for the modern, uh, for the modern world. Yeah, excellent choice. And uh, like you, I feel like we're living in a a Christmas postcard right now, too. It's absolutely stunning. You know, I have a couple that are probably maybe overplayed sometimes, but they're my favorites. Nat King Cole's version of the Christmas song, Mm -hmm. I never get tired of that. 
And John Lennon, Happy Christmas War is Over, a couple of my uh, favorites. But, Mark, we're here to hear what you think today. Why don't you take us through a few of uh, how the weather figures in and the weather themes to some of these songs. What have you dug up for us today? Well, let's listen to Shirley Horn doing this uh, Winter Wonderland. I think uh, the uh, production, Christian Roma's remix of it, actually, I like the way that... uh, Keeps the traditional melody to the song, but adds uh, electronic effects, which actually make you feel like you're living in a snow globe, like I think you said on last week's program as well. And it's uh, perfect the way that the digital and uh, the warmth and the tradition of the song come together. subdued sleigh bells in the mix there if you concentrate and uh, I think he did a wonderful job of like I say capturing the spirit of the song and tweaking it for a contemporary audience and very technological techy sounding but also very soothing and relaxing I like that exactly I think that's what they go for with one of these there's a lot of respect I mean I'm sure a lot of people are kind of cringing going no you can't spoil winter wonderland with that blippy blippy electronics but I think a lot of people that's a perfect example, you know. Even modern uh, electronic musicians have a respect for these songs because, basically, obviously, they're great songs. We know that. They have melodies that stick. That's what music is all about. It's not just because they're saying Sleigh Bells and uh, The Winter Wonderland. That's what it's all about. They're very, very strong songs. They work over and over again being played, as we know, ad nauseum sometimes <laughs> in the stores but uh, they work and uh, putting another twist on it I think uh, actually accentuates that point you know if you don't hear the same version of a song um, but you hear different versions of it the strength of that song actually starts to come out and as you were saying earlier on these songs these traditional songs can stand up being done in a blues style in a jazz style in a lean electronic style and sometimes in a rock style as well All right, uh, what do you got for us next? What's our weather theme in this upcoming song? Well, I thought when I started to to sit down, I thought, you know, again, a lot of people, if I just bring versions of traditional songs, a lot of people just won't have a a good reaction to that. And I started to think that um, this year, especially, and I'm not sure why, but a lot of the contemporary songs that we've been playing on The Current do have a weather theme and they are songs that i think could become traditional songs not specifically perhaps for christmas Mm -hmm. but this first one is a good example because of its title it's called white winter 
hymnal. Now, the band is Fleet Foxes, and this is their debut release. They're out of Seattle. And if you look in the year-end reviews that are all over the web these days and in every magazine and publication, everybody is looking back at the year 2008. And a lot of them are putting this band high in their top 10 list for the year. And uh, which is unusual for a debut album. This album has really resonated with our audience possibly more than any other. And I think it's wonderful that uh, I've heard stories. A listener called me up and said that he was uh, hiking in uh, Glacier National Park, I think it was, with this on his iPod. With The whole album seems to be a soundtrack for you to walk in nature. And that's a beautiful thing when a band does that. And on top of that, they've got lovely harmonies. Uh, a lot of people are saying they're reminiscent of the 60s, calling a Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young kind of vibe going on. They're brilliant players. They're a great band. And I think this song has, obviously, lyrics that mention the weather. But uh, I think, again, it creates an atmosphere. It's Fleet Foxes with White Winter Hymnal. I was following the eye, 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 was following the pack, was following the coast, with scarves of red tied round their throats, to keep their little heads from falling in the snow. Mr. Seeley, that has a kind of choral chant uh, effect to it, uh, the way Beautiful. they're using the voices yeah. there. Beautiful blend of voices on that one. How many of them are there? There's six in the six band. Six of them, wow. Yeah. yeah. And they're all good songwriters or good vocalists, and they play a variety of musicians. And again, uh, slightly off subject, of course, but uh, they've got a couple of other songs that really resonate with different times of the year. There's one called Mykonos on their Sun Giant EP, which uh, Mykonos is an island in the, in the Mediterranean, a Greek island. And again, that was one of the first songs that really captured me um, that this band does because, again, it puts you on a beach in a Greek island. So they're not all about winter wonderland, they, uh, but they're obviously a band that is very, very highly influenced by the weather and uh, nature surrounding us, which uh, I th I always resonates with me. I don't know. And, and they have that outdoor cathedral sort of sound to them, which is, which is really cool any time of the year. Right. All right, what's up next? Well, again, a great backstory for all of us li living in uh, the upper Midwest here is a new band called Bonnie Vare. Now, Jason, the uh, main singer-songwriter, just sorry, Justin, the main singer-songwriter of this band, um, had lost his girlfriend. His band had split up, and so he came back to the uh, north Wisconsin. His family lived in Eau Claire, Wisconsin, and he came back to uh, the family cabin and said to his dad, I just got to get away. You know, everything's collapsed. I don't know where I'm going with my life. I just got to get away. Let me go up into the cabin. And this was winter. And uh, the story has it that he spent all winter up there on his own. He even uh, hunted and uh, fed himself in the cabin and recorded this album in the cabin. And again, it's been um, highly rated by critics 
all across America and in the UK. He's had a great response in the UK. And again, it's not necessarily music that is talking about the season or essentially lyrically always talking about the weather. But again, uh, knowing the backstory and where it comes from, it's a great example of how music is imbued with the soul that creates it. And I think one of the perfect songs from this album is Blindsided from Bonnie Vare. Blindsided from an album called For Emma, Forever Ago, Bon Iver, which is B-O-N, new word I-V-E-R, which in French means good winter. Mm. And so, I like the uh, I like the slow pace. It's kind of that slow as molasses in winter yes. moment. But that's what happens this time of year in this mm-hmm. landscape. Everything kind of slows down, and uh, it certainly reflects that nicely. I was thinking the same thing, Paul. You know, I could close my eyes and visualize the Chippewa River running through Eau Claire yes. mm-hmm. and what that landscape's like. And it really seemed, that imagery seemed to fit that music really well. well Indeed beautiful. it does. That's Indeed magical does. that it works for you on first listening because, uh, as I said, it's been uh, a constant uh, on my CD player and a big hit on the current this year. And I hope that's towards the top of our top 89 when uh, the listeners' votes are counted up. But uh, we'll do that on New Year's Day. Great stuff and a great backstory. What's, what's your next uh, little tidbit, musical well, tidbit? Well, na- musical tidbit, I think we've got uh, the Cocteau Twins lined up next. <laughs> yes, we do have the Cocteau Twins, which this is all about backstory, Paul. I have to say, um, maybe taking a liberty again, but a big part of my Christmas tradition when I was a kid back then in the late 70s I grew up in a small village just north of Cambridge and Mm -hmm. to get my music I had to listen to my hero DJ John Peel from the BBC and he would do a countdown he would have his listeners uh, vote for their favorite songs at the end of every year and it was called Peel's festive 50 so he would play it late at night throughout the the week of uh, the holidays 
And so most of my holidays were interrupted by me running up the stairs to uh, press the record button on my uh, tape player so that I could tape <laughs> John Peel's show and make sure that I got all my favorites because literally you couldn't buy this music in the small town that uh, I grew up in. And the only way I could hear these songs was on that radio show. And one of the bands that I uh, got turned on to by John Peel, they were a huge hit. They had uh, several songs on his Festive 50. It was a band called the Cocteau Twins. And they, again, made music which I think was uh, very organic. A lot of their titles referred to uh, the weather. I know one of my favorites was uh, Ice Blink. And this one in particular was Pearly Dewdrops Drops, which I love the alliteration in that and just the visual um, weather element in that as well. And uh, still one of my favorites to this day. It's the Cocteau Twins. Elizabeth Fraser there, one of my favorite all-time vocalists, actually made a lot of the vocals up. A lot of uh, her lyrics didn't actually mean anything, but the title there you can hear, Pearly Dewdrops Drops from the Cocteau Twins. And again, a festive song for me because of uh, my connection with the holidays. And uh, again, always makes sense if you're driving around in the car in this winter wonderland. Put the Cocteau Twins on and you've got the perfect soundtrack. I like it. It almost has a, sort of a pre-80s British rock sound feel to it. Very, very uh, unique. Yes. Good spotting, Paul. It was pre, <laughs> pre-80s <laughs> from Britain. If there is such a thing as pre-80s. I know there's 80s, but I don't know if there's pre-80s. No, that's, that's right on. They were uh, late 70s, early 80s, coming out of the kind of punk rock new wave scene, but they were doing something completely different. So, Oh, that's awesome. All right, bring we're, us another one here. I'm enjoying this. I was going to say, how, how much time do we have? You know you're going to have to stop me because I can talk about music for hours and hours. So uh, I think we've got time for one more. Just let's, one let's more? Let's pick one more, yeah. Let's do the Mercury Rev then because uh, that album, um, it, I've been on, on this kind of uh, theme throughout the year that the album is dead, that contemporary musicians have kind of lost the art of making an album-length piece of music. We're all about Mm -hmm. downloading songs now, and kind of uh, the album has been lost. Even when CDs came in, you know, an album's got to be 75 minutes long, and that's insane. You know, an album should be 40, 45 minutes. It should be a piece that you can sit down and contemplate. So um, I always respond to bands who actually do that. And again, this band has been a favorite of mine for many years. They're called Mercury Rev. They always record up in up, uh, upstate New York. And uh, again, I think they like recording in the, the uh, fall and uh, the winter because there's a lot of organic weather references to uh, 
to their music. There's one, actually, it came out in October, and I didn't know the piece of music was called October Sunshine, and I was literally driving around the lakes listening to this album for the first time, and this song came on, and it sent shivers up my spine just thinking about it again because I was looking up into the trees the way the sun was coming through the trees on the lake, and I was... I said to myself, this is perfect music for this moment in time. And I got mm-hmm. home and looked at the cover, and it's called October Sunshine, and it just blew me away. So the uh, whole uh, album it has a, we- a weather theme, and uh, this little philosophical song, the lyrics in the start of this song, Snowflake in a uh, Hot World, says, Don't let them tell you you're all the same which if you think he's singing two snowflakes, that makes sense. But it also makes sense if you're singing to people. So it's Mercury Rev, Snowflake in a Hot World. electronic instruments to create that kind of bubbly feeling maybe it's uh, the snowflakes are falling or maybe they're even melting and bubbling away in the stream but again a beautiful piece of music from Mercury Rev and the album is like a soundtrack to uh, a walk in the uh, winter wonderland beautiful beautiful stuff Mark and you know your comments on snowflakes and people interesting to me because we know that snowflakes all have six sides, mm-hmm. yet everyone is different. We know that people generally have the same genetic makeup, but we're all as different as snowflakes. And it kind of gets me thinking about a snowflake as sort of a genetic code or a DNA. Very, very interesting thought. The other interesting imagery I get from the orchestration of that song, Paul, is that uh, snowflakes don't know where the wind's going to take them, and neither do we. Absolutely. It kind of had those aeolian sounds, those wind sounds Mm -hmm. in the background of that orchestration. See, just when you thought you'd uh, got these weather guys straight, they come all philosophical on you. (laughs) (laughs) That's wonderful. I had no idea that that would uh, be the case on jet streaming. Who knew? Which, by the way, uh, guys, I have to... Did you know there's there's actually a song? I played it for you on the radio last night. There's a song called Jetstream by a band called New Order. Uh, one, again, one of my favorites out of uh, the pre-80s in England and uh, Jetstream. It, I don't know if it would uh, qualify as, as being uh, a winter song, but uh, I just thought you, you had to know that there's a theme song out there for you if you need one. That's it. It could be the new theme for our show. <laughs> That's fabulous. Well, Mark, uh, it is the season to enjoy all these uh, finest things that winter has to offer, and I want to thank you so much. You're one of those people that 
continually brings something that you can't get anywhere else. And thanks for sharing uh, your take on holiday weather music with us today on Jet Streaming. Thank you, Paul and Mr. Seeley. It's been an honor to be on here, and happy holidays to both of you, and happy new year. The very best to you too, Mark. Thanks. Happy holidays, Mark. That's it for this week's edition of Jet Streaming. For Mark and Mark and producers P. Ray Rudolph and Jim Bickle, Audio Elf today, Randy Johnson. I'm Paul Hutner. Remember to keep your ear here to jet streaming and keep your weather eye on the sky. Happy holidays, everybody.